Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionists. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry at Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 14 of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Vern here talking to you guys. I'm actually recording this on Friday afternoon and I want to jump on and I have this burning question inside of me. Like, is anybody looking at R. Kelly, all of his interactions with all these underage minors over the years, his obsession with like 14 year old girls young girls, um, and sex trafficking, because I don't understand how this dude was doing all of this and nobody was making money off of it. Nobody else was involved in it. He's got all these people setting things up and keeping secrets for him. I mean, it just seems kind of unbelievable. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And of course, in talking about that, we got to talk about like, what are the federal laws around minors and sex trafficking and what qualifies as trafficking, what doesn't qualify as trafficking. And of course, I'm just going to relay to you guys from my understanding of the law. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, So the federal law, the TVPA, which outlawed trafficking in the United States, came into effect in the year 2000. And it's been modified and updated several times since then. But it defines sex trafficking, and I told you guys this, that it's got force, fraud, or coercion. So either, you know, any one of those three for adults. But for minors, there doesn't have to be force, fraud, or coercion. All there has to be is sex acts, money, and a minor. And so today I was looking at, I, you know, everybody's been talking about the R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly and all the scandal kind of stuff. And I haven't seen any of the documentaries today. I finally had a little bit of a break home, peace and quiet. My kids aren't here. I'm like, okay, I have time. So I just found one episode of the documentary. I couldn't get to all of the sections of it, but I just got to one and I watched that and it was talking about that original tape that came out about the 14 year old girl. And this was years ago. This was early two thousands. Um, and they described it, it was the girls, the girl in the video, it was her aunt that was talking. And she said that she saw the video and she said on the video, um, this is when she's with like law enforcement and everybody and identifying that it is in fact her aunt, I mean her niece, but she sees him hand the kid money and then them engage in a sexual act, giving kids money in order to have sex with them. Even if you're giving the money directly to the kid and you're not giving it to a pimp, to a trafficker, that's sex trafficking. Like I know, I mean, I don't remember anybody trying to charge him with sex trafficking when this came out all those years ago, right? Like everybody was just talking about him, like urinating all this disgusting stuff. It was a minor, 
right, but he ended up getting um, let go of the child pro, pro the sorry <laughs> the child pornography charges. He got off on that, but I'm just wondering, like, what just based on that one interaction right that right there, and I don't know if they can go back and retry that because you know. Uh, he got off on the child pornography charges. I don't know if they can look at using that victim again to pursue him in a sex trafficking case. But technically, I don't know how strong it would be, but I think it's got to be pretty strong. I mean, you've got the video of him himself handing the money to the girl and then having sex with her. Like, that fits the elements of the crime for sex trafficking, at least on a federal level. But just like I was talking about before, like... He is obviously messed up. Like, um, I guess everything is alleged. And um, if all of these or any of these alleged things are true, and there's a lot of individuals out there that are saying that it is, a lot of victims, a lot of witnesses, um, a lot of people saying that they were part of protecting him. Anyway, so if all that's alleged or any of the alleged is true, I just don't understand how there would not be a human trafficking element involved in this. I mean, it doesn't make sense for how depraved he was. Granted, he had plenty of money. This was like the top of his career. Um, at least when that initial sex tape came out with the kid, um, he had plenty of money, but there's a ton of people that have plenty of money and they're still engaging in it, right? Like at a minimum, I don't see how he couldn't be a, a customer. You know what I mean? I mean, so I already explained like the one he exchanged money for sex with a child, like that can qualify him as a sex trafficker. So he doesn't have to be a pimp involved that can qualify R. Kelly himself, the consumer, consumer-based trafficking. He, that could be considered trafficking, but even him like coordinating and working with pimps or ordering, you know, what he would have probably considered just child prostitutes, but they're actually child sex trafficking victims, right? Like he's gotta be paying people. And I, I mean, as sick as he is, I don't know. I mean, that kind of depraved mind, I would, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I, ex I fully expect for it to come out that he was trafficking kids. Like it should be looked into at a minimum, I guess is what I'm saying. And it would not surprise me if it um, was confirmed because just the mental mindset, the way in which he wanted to have control over the individuals, the way in which he controlled his wife, like just that criminal um, mindset, that predator mindset that he has, that sort of like domination mindset that he has, like all of that is just the perfect storm for somebody being involved in trafficker at a minimum on the consumer based level of trafficking. But I don't see how he wouldn't be taking money and accepting things, um, giving people things, that kind of stuff to look the other way or for them to come in and have turns with the kids or for him to videotape it. Like, I mean, just all this looks very obvious to me. So I hope somebody is looking at it, but I do want to talk a little bit more about um, child sex trafficking, because I also saw a, um, Facebook post that was going around by some people that I knew so this discussion that they were having back and forth. And, um, 
some of the guys in it, I'm sure know nothing really about trafficking, sex trafficking, human trafficking, but they were commenting about Centoya Brown and she was finally um, granted clemency this year. I don't think she's out yet. I think it's just been granted. I don't know. I could be wrong there, but she was at least granted clemency, which is great because she was put away as a child for killing um, a man that she said that she was afraid of, but it was basically a customer, somebody who paid money to have sex with a child. Um, Centoya Brown, she had been under a pimp whose street name was Cutthroat, and she was a child. She was like 16, 17 years old, and um, she ended up like shooting this dude, and she went to jail like forever. I mean, she's been in jail for well over a decade, if not close to two decades. She's just been in there for a very long time. Um, and she finally got granted clemency for it being too serious of a sentence for a sex trafficking victim. And um, the guys were talking about, they felt like that it invalidated that she was a victim because the dude gave her money. And I just wanted to make it clear that that's still sex trafficking. Like, you can't pay children to have sex with you. Like that doesn't make it not a crime. That doesn't make it into something that's okay. That is still very much a crime. So technically all of the customers that are seeing um, children and having sex with them and paying money, um, regardless what happens with the actual pimp or trafficker that is likely controlling that child and taking the money away from the child, um, those consumers can be charged with federal level trafficking for those children. And the, it's not just, um, full sex that's covered in it. You know, it can be any form of sexual activity and, um, you know, that includes all the touching and actual and personalized, um, interaction, but it also covers stripping or pornography, whether that be um, videos or whether that be photos, um, it covers all of that. And so uh, consumers that are in strip clubs that have teenagers there or going to massage parlors or brothels um, that are uh, ordering from escort agencies, like all of this kind of stuff that's all in there in the sex industry. And a lot of times the kids are interspersed throughout it. Um, all of them could be charged with federal level trafficking. And I really wish, I mean, I am encouraged. I'm talking about all the current events here. You know, the, um, the guy, what's his name? The coach for the Patriots. Is his last name Kraft? I don't know. Obviously I don't follow sports that well. But I do know he's the coach for the Patriots. He was picked up in a big operation that they were doing down in Florida. He's a customer of these massage parlors. And so they're charging him and implementing him um, in this human trafficking case, which is really exciting to me because they are going after the customers and even the high profile customers. And if you really think about it, it is the consumers, it is the customers, they're the ones dropping all this money into it. So granted, the traffickers, the pimps, they're bringing each in, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars every day. Um, 
but it's the customers that are putting that money in there. And if the customers weren't putting the money in there, there would not be as many victims being victimized and there would not be as many traffickers willing to victimize um, the individuals. If it didn't pay so well, um, there would be less exploitation. And so I think if we really want to see change, we've got to go after the demand issue. We've got to go after the consumers. We've got to go after the customers. And I really hope somebody starts investigating R. Kelly for human trafficking and looking for connections to human trafficking. Because just with the details that I've seen so far in that one episode, um, this guy's got all the markers to be involved and it just wouldn't um it just wouldn't surprise me at all and like i said all of this stuff is alleged against him but if even one piece of it is true and um you know i have worked with so many victims over the years and i um have a strong sense of aligning with victims and standing up for them. Of course, that's why I'm doing this podcast, you know? So, um, I think the evidence, I mean, just all the different individuals, it sounds really strong to me. And like I said, I'm just really suspicious. So I hope somebody is looking into it, um, because it needs to be looked into. It's got all the red flags that are popping up on it. And like I said, that one case could literally be charged as human trafficking, whether somebody will or not, whether it can be or not, because they tried pursuing the past charges on it. I don't know, but I hope they look at it. All right, guys, I am glad that you're joining me here on the Traffic Talk podcast. I um, love being able to jump on and um, talk with you guys and get this message out every week. If you guys have questions, you guys can call in like literally on, if you're using anchor, you can literally call in and leave me questions and we could do like a question answer show. I would love that. Or, you know, if there's elements that I'm talking about that doesn't make sense to you guys, or you're wondering about, um, certain parts of the issue, you're wondering about the victims, you're wondering about the perpetrators, you're wondering about the consumers. Like, I don't know anything that you got questions on, you know, you can call it in. Um, you can leave comments, or you can, um, yeah, like I said, just call it in. That would be awesome. And then also we're starting up our um, a training program to raise up more leaders that are uh, faith-based, Jesus-following leaders that want to walk alongside survivors and mentor them, get involved in the aftercare, um, start um, community houses that can be places of refuge, places of safety, places for healing for survivors. If you're interested in that, definitely contact us back. Okay. Hope you guys, um, have an awesome weekend. I'm not going to publish this until Sunday. Um, but you guys will hear it then, but yeah, I just hope you guys have a great weekend and please spread the awareness and like take down um, the stereotypes of putting all the blaming on the victim as opposed to holding society accountable and how um, we've somehow made it okay. Like if you pay somebody, then it's okay to victimize them. And that's just not true. Okay, you guys, thanks for being awesome freedom fighters alongside of me. Have an awesome day or night. Peace out.